Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we're doing 2013's Sharknado, directed by Anthony C. Ferrante. What have you been up to this week? Uh, well, my boiler had a drama. Oh no. Um, but I was talked through how to fix it over the phone. We fixed it, it was fine. Yay! Boiler. I love that, I love it. So- yeah, I always think, great. like, boilers and stuff like that, I'm always like, oh, like, if anything happens, yeah. I'm a bit... Don't mess with them. Make sure you've got a carbon monoxide alarm. We that do. That works. Yep. 100%. That is all you need mm. if you're going to mess with your boiler. You need that. We've got what we've got one in the bedroom. Yeah. Because uh, it woke Rob up the other day. It must have been when I was at work. And it was mm. like, bloody carbon monoxide alarm started going off. So I was like, oh, no. That's not good. Like, yeah. what what's leaking, etc. Oh, no, the batteries were low. So it was just beeping to say the batteries were low. That's all right. Yeah, it was raging. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I think I've got smoke detector um, in, like, every floor of the house. Plus, yeah. we've got fire extinguishers on every floor, just in case. We've got, we've got smoke detectors and we've got... A fire, we've got a fire extinguisher actually in the kitchen because I think we bought it we bought it because we had the um, log burner so we were like get one uh, yeah. just in case but yeah fire fire ready fire ready just in case be ready to fight fires mm. that's it that's it 
Um, I like how you fight. You know when you have like fire training at work. It's basically to. It's like training not to deal with the fire, at all. Like, it's just like don't tackle it. Go outside to your meeting point. That's it. Yeah. But then when I worked in care rooms, we had like we had proper like fire extinguisher training, so we had to use them all and decide which one was best and how to use them and stuff. So like they were like, yeah, you might yeah. actually need to. Well, so. th- that's the thing with fire. If you can put it out, put it out. If you're able to put it out without putting yourself at risk, yeah. put it out so it doesn't spread. Yeah. But... If you can't get it's out... It's hard to know if you're at risk or not, isn't it? That's it, isn't it? Yeah. What have I done? Not a lot. Not a lot, really. We're continuing the uh, Vikings saga that we're on, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, actually. It's brutal, eh? F. There's a lot of murder in it. Don't brutal think I'd time. Have... Yeah, I don't think I'd have liked to be in a Viking. It's very, very brutal. It would put things in perspective, wouldn't it? Definitely. Definitely. But yeah, it's really good. really enjoying it. I'm yeah. scheduled to watch. I've got... I found it randomly on BBC Two at like midnight the other day. It's a film called In Fabric. And it's about a haunted mm. dress. <laughs> I'm not watching that. A haunted dress. Not, I'm not watching It's that. like... um. It was... It played all like the festivals and stuff in 2018 and did really well. But for some reason, randomly, it's on BBC Two, and I was like, ah, in fabric. I record that, so I'm going to watch that today, see what that's about. I saw today that popped up on my YouTube a um, playthrough of the new Resident Evil, uh, like, first bit or something. Oh, the... um, teaser playthrough thing. Like the... It's like a... I don't know what to call it. Village. A a tester thing, beta thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it it looks really good. It looks it really looks, creepy. Yeah, I mean, it, the the quality looks really, really good. Mm. Um, the nightmares will obviously also be yeah. the same quality that you get from it. Everyone's yeah. obsessed with that woman, that vampire woman. That tall woman. That tall woman, yeah. The I didn't count, countess, see that because I didn't watch to the end. Countess, whatever That's... she is. Apparently she's nine foot six, including hat and shoes. Her sh- shoes must be about three feet. Nah, she's very large. Then, she's very wise, tall. That's just not natural. She's very, very tall. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is it all in her legs, or is she in proportion? I think she's in proportion. In her legs, isn't it? Maybe her hat's just really big, and her heels Maybe are really she's big. She's just got a, like a, a four-foot tall hat. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if that would inspire terror though. Loads of I've, I've seen like loads of people online like cosplaying as her and stuff already, and I was like, oh my really? god. But it does look good. I kind of want it. How do you cosplay as someone who's nine foot six? Do you just have, like, stilts? you just got to do it to scale, haven't you? Oh, uh, right, yeah. <laughs> arm ling- arm just, length it is. Yeah, to, just to scale. Just be like, I am a small version. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, it's pretty good. There was there was oh, one that was lines. really good. Hmm? It was what? There, what? Was one, there was one that I'd seen that was really good. Like, she looked exactly like her. It was weird. If she's nine foot six, are her belongings outsized too? Like a, I would like think a so. chair and stuff. Well, yeah, I would think so. It'd have went to up be. The stairs. Each step would have to be about two feet. Is she not like a rich big? woman as well? So I feel like she was. She'd probably be able to sort of make a giant house for herself. Maybe Maya wants the houses to scale. I might Who watch knows? it. We'll I might watch out. it on YouTube because I'm intrigued. Like I've seen clips of it, but I've not. Watched it. I like watching Resident Evil on YouTube. It's like watching a film. Well, 
Yeah, well, I'm not going to play it. Yeah, we did. What, what, I love night terrors. Was it se- was it seven? Yeah, we watched seven, didn't we? Yeah, like all the way through. But that it was, was like good. watching a film. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. First person film. Yeah, I like that. It was good. Mm. I started watching um, a Deadly Premonition playthrough the other day, mm-hmm. so I can get the second one for the Switch. Yeah. Mm. I'm still on two made of three. <laughs> <laughs> well. Hopefully, at some point, when I get my Twitch sorted and I get a computer, I'm going to get Steam and try and do some, like, classic games. And Tomb Raider will be on there. Tomb Raider's a classic. Like, the new ones are good, but they're not as good as the original ones. The new ones are good in terms of quality, Mm. but... You can't beat nostalgia. That's the thing. No. You can never beat. And they're not as puzzle. They're not as puzzly as as the old yeah. ones. It's all like shooting people, and it's a bit boring. I'm not into yeah. that. Yeah, a lot of games now. There's so there's so many similarities between all the big releases. Mm. It's like it's just the menu layout is different, and the the locations different, and the kind of theme yeah. is different. But they're all pretty much the same. Similar. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well. Yeah. In between all this gaming fun that we've had, we watched Sharknado from 2013. Oh, directed by Anthony C. Ferrante. It scored a 3.3 out of 10 on IMDb. I think that might be the lowest we've had so far. Not surprised. Not surprised. Not surprised. But, but people like it still. It's bad. It's got a certain charm. But it's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the synopsis is, uh, my, my little synopsis that I've written, a hurricane sweeps Los Angeles, but there's more. There's sharks in it. What is happening? There's no more to say, really, is there? Yeah, I'd never seen this before, but I have seen a lot of the Asylum films that were done, mm. like the sci-fi originals, like Mega Piranha. What's the other one? Ghost Shark. I like Ghost Shark. Ghost Shark. Titanic 2. Ghost Shark was good. Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus, all that kind of stuff. They're kind of they're kind of bad, but really enjoyable at the same time. So yeah, it's like yeah, they are they are quite good fun, aren't they? There was there was a lot of explosions in this. I was like, how many explosions are there going to be? Sharks too. There was a lot of sharks, but not a lot of Sharknados, which was weird. They only came in at the end. Mm. So. Oh, my first, crazy. my first fun fact is that uh, Steve Guttenberg was offered the role of Finn, but he turned it down. But then, obviously, Sharknado became this big like hit and and spawned all these sequels and stuff. So then he took a role in Lavalanchula, which is about fire breathing tarantulas in Los Angeles, and I don't that think that sense. did as well. Can you imagine? Regretting star not starring in Sharknado. Sharknado. No, that's a feeling. It's a weird feeling. Not. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't need the money. Maybe. But then he did do Lava Lanchula, so maybe he did. Maybe he did. <laughs> wow. Uh, it was sh- it was shot in eighteen days as well. <gasps> wow. I think this is a this is the key of these the low budget. They- they the quick, they turn them out. No time for messing about. Changing location. Nope. No time for for getting your character yeah. motivation. Just got, just, 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 just make it. Just make the script up on the day. 
Yeah. So yeah, so we start with Sharknado, the Asylum Presents sci-fi original. Yes. And it just made me happy because I was like, oh, I love the Asylum. It's so good. <laughs> and then uh, we're, at, we're at sea. We're 20 miles off the coast of Mexico in this boat. And then we see all these... Uh, I didn't like this bit because there was like loads of dead sharks. No, and basically that's, their that's horrible. fins had been cut off. And then this yeah, guy's like, they, just toss them. They need to stop that, yeah. Yeah, they're like, toss them in the sea. And then uh, it cuts to below deck and there's a deal going on with this, like... I want to call him a pirate, but he wasn't a pirate. He's like a sort of piratey, salty seaman. It's a stereotypical and a, grumpy old sailor. Yeah, and then and then a sort of Asian businessman gives him some soup. He's like, here, have <laughs> the soup. I'm assuming it was shark's fin soup. Because that's like a delicacy in like some countries, isn't it? Mm. Apparently, it's, it's quite expensive. He's got facilities to make that on his boat. Yeah, because that boat was horrible. <laughs> I would be surprised <laughs> if there was a kitchen on it. Boat. Yeah, I know, right? And also, did you become a chef? Oh, I've just whipped this up, this shark fin soup yeah. for you. But anyway, he tries this soup and he's like, yeah, that's nice. You're quite the chef, obviously. And he's like... I'll give you a hundred thousand for these shark fins, and he's like, "Nah, I don't want that. I want a million. I want a million dollars." And he's like, "Are you joking? Like, I'm not giving you that much." And then he's like, "There's twen- twenty thousand sharks. Twenty thousand shark fins. They've killed twenty thousand sharks." I was like, "That is bad for the environment. I don't like this at all." I'm sure it is. The- this film, though, doesn't this film just hinge on the number of sharks in the sea being astronomical? Astronomical like amount of sharks. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, that's a good point. In this world, there is a lot of sharks, so that's probably yeah, for the best. There's, there's no other sea creatures. Just sharks. Because otherwise, it would be it's... just general marine life nado, and you'd get... <laughs> it wouldn't be quite like, as catchy. It's everything. But if, if it... If everywhere's flooding and the sharks in the thing, would there not be other things? Yeah. There'd be like other be sea like creatures eels, and jellyfish. stuff. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Never mind. If it was a like halibut. Cod and halibut. Yeah. Halibut nado. Cod nado. <laughs> I love it. It's not quite the same, is it? So so he's like, I want a million pounds for these twenty thousand shark fins and then he's like I'll give you 500,000. And then the salty sailor pulls a gun out. And then there's a deal. And he's like, oh, yes, I will pay you this for this deal. The weather starts to change. So it's the taking a turn. It quite dramatically out on the high seas, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. And it's um, it's very cloudy. And, and then this, this salty seaman guy is like, sharks should be afraid of us and all this shit. And I thought, well, they probably are because you're cutting the damn... Fins off. They're probably not happy. Yeah. Then we get these massive waves on the boat, but then they get worse and worse, and this storm's getting worse, and then a shark gets flung onto the boat from one of these waves. That's pretty much how it starts. And that's how it starts. And then... Yeah. But then there's, there's places here where I feel like maybe my mind sort of shut off a little bit I don't know because all of a sudden there's a shootout happening and I was like when did this happen like yeah. did I miss something and I'm like did I did that, I just switch off that's the trademark though in Sharknado you never 
you're never quite aware. You always feel like you've missed ten minutes worth of yeah of story or plot. On. Yeah. Yeah, it just progresses so randomly and quickly. Yeah, and I was just like, you've you've nodded off. I was like, did I? And then I was like, well, I guess there's there's something else going on. I guess there's a shootout happening. So there's a shootout happening, and and the uh, the businessman's got all the money, and then uh, he gets shot by the sailor, and then I think he gets got by a shark, but then obviously releases the money, so he thinks, yes, got this money now and he's been eaten so it's fine so he goes to get the money but then he gets got by a shark as well so nobody gets the money so that's like the the sort of cold open of the film and then we get the credits and we're on a beach and it's sunny and it's nice and i quite like this i was like oh beaches oh lovely and then i was just like oh i really want to go on holiday yeah and it's like, yeah, there's like crazy, crazy waves and then there's these two guys chatting. One of them is Finn. I can't remember the other guy's name, the Australian guy. I think he's, he's called something Hogan. Is it Baz Paul Hogan? Hogan. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think it's Baz Hogan. Uh, I might call him Paul Hogan just for bants. So, yeah, so they're chatting and then they're like, yeah, let's go surf and be cool and do all this kind of stuff. And then you get like sort of a sweeping shot of the beach and everyone on the beach and and i i I just put beach people because they're all thin and athletic there is not a paunch in sight on this beach not a one everyone is very very thin then they yeah so they go and surf but then they're on a jet ski so then i was like why are they on a jet ski i think i've missed something again i don't know yeah this is the problem with this film when you're trying to write notes you do miss like well i don't know if you do it's just like it just leaps from one thing to another and you're just like i don't actually know what's happening so you're never sure quite where you are or what's going on no like every time the scene changes you're like have we changed have we changed like viewpoint or is, is it me? Have I, have I? Has yeah. my brain shut down? I don't know. Have I missed ten minutes of story? Probably not. And then it cuts to it's Johnny, Johnny with an eye, on the radio in Southern California. And then she's like, "Yeah, uh, there's some weird weather coming. Uh, there's a hurricane moving to California. It's all a bit weird." And then we're in this sort of like restaurant bar thing. And then I was like, "John Heard is in this film. What the actual f?" The dad from Home Alone is in this film. That drunk man at the bar. It's the dad from Home Alone. I was like, how have they got him to be in it? I don't understand this. Well, he obviously read the script and liked it. He was in Big. He was in Home Alone. He was in Prison Break. And now he's in Sharknado. Woo! But I was like, that's crazy. And also, he's a little bit of a pervert in this as well because he's leching on that Nova girl. Yeah, and uh, she's and not happy. she she's, she's not just serious. like go away, John Heard, just leave me alone. And then he sees this scar on her leg, and he's like, "Hey, what's the deal with that scar?" And I was like, "I bet it's a shark bite." But then she's like, "I don't talk about it," and I was like, "It's definitely a shark bite. It's got it to be." And then uh, they're talking about like an influx of sharks. Oh, there's an influx of sharks going on. It's a bit weird. And then you get this sort of cutting backwards and forwards to the weather and the weather the weather's like getting worse and it's going cloudy there's thunder and lightning there was people still surfing outside at this point and i was like why why are you still surfing well, but they probably think the weather, oh the, the waves 
Yeah. Yeah, it seems rather inconsistent, don't they? They're all about catching the waves. But I was like, oh no, I'd go inside. So, yeah, so then uh, there's some people... Some people surfing, some people flirt surfing, I said. They were flirting and surfing at the same time. Then they see a shark fin, so you get this sort of standard, like, shark fin coming. It's like, basically, it's like Jaws, if Jaws wasn't very good. This was, or if Jaws had a tornado in it. Because there's a lot of references to Jaws in it, it's untrue. It's a bit like, if you you took Jaws and described it to a group of nine-year-olds and then let them have creative control (laughs) over what the film... (laughs) was like you'd come out with sharknado and then let the nine-year-olds dictate they'd be like we need a tornado we need more explosions this is not good enough we need helicopter chainsaws we need helicopter chainsaws we need a man chainsaw and a shark in half which was fucking awesome i love that by the way so then it's kind of you get the the first sort of jaws-esque scene so it's like, help, help, there's a shark. And then they're like, everybody get out of the water, there's sharks everywhere. Get out, get out. And then uh, the um, the poor Australian man has had his leg bitten. So he gets dragged on to shore because he was on a jet ski and, and it chomps at him. See, they make it sound like it's really bad, but he seemed fine for the rest of the film. He was absolutely, he nearly got his leg torn off by a shark in the beginning of the film. Not a problem. I feel like... There's a scene later on where he has a plaster on his leg. It literally looks like a plaster. And I was like, you've nearly had your leg bitten off and you've put a plaster on it. What is happening? Well, it's clearly not that bad of an injury. I know, right? So, yeah, so you see in this sort of thing, you do actually see the shark, like, biting. And I feel like this was what Jaws would have been had they shown the shark. Because I know, like, they... They, they built this animatronic shark, but they didn't want to show it because it looked really crap, which kind of added to the suspense of the film. But yeah. here, they're just like, fuck it, we'll just put it out there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so uh, so they take him to shore, and he's kind of treated on the beach, and then uh, and then he's like, oh, my leg has been bitten. And then uh, his, his pal Finn's like, sharks don't like Vegemite. And he's like, oh, that's very funny, yeah. I've just had my leg bit enough. I'm not in the mood. funny. (laughs) So, so yeah, so the beach now is empty. So everyone's been cleared off this beach because weird shit's going on. There's sharks. We don't like it. And then we go back to this bar restaurant. The, uh, yeah, the Australian guy is in here sporting a plaster. This is where it is. Immediately after, he's got a plaster on. So he's absolutely fine now. And then they're sort of saying there's lots of sharks that have come inland due to this storm and hurricane. They've kind of been forced inland. Nova, the sort of waitress girl with the mysterious shark, or not shark scar, starts to crack on to Finn. And he says, I'm your boss. Get back to work. And I was like, he's clearly done a course on harassment in the workplace. And he is not here for this. And then... And then she's like, oh, all right, okay, fine. And then there's basically, she she's here at this point, but they start talking about it and they're like, yeah, she's got daddy issues. I was like, why has she got daddy issues? She might just like him. Like, she might just think he's a nice guy. Well, also, they, they didn't look like they were massively, like, different in ages, did they? It's, do you yeah. Find in sometimes lower budget films that the ages of the actors and the characters doesn't always match up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
so yeah, so there's more there's more news going on on the on the TV and it's there's widespread flooding and then they're like, "Oh, global warming's at it again. You done it again." So then uh, Finn decides to call Tara Reed and he's like, "Are you all right?" And she's like, "Yes, I'm fine. Why are you calling me? Like, stop." Why are you calling me? She's really why are you like, calling? yeah, she's really like put out by sharks. it. She's like, "Why are you talking to me? I don't even want to talk to you. Get lost." She's not. She's not happy. No, she can't stand him. And then uh, so he hangs up, and then they're like, "Who was that?" And he's like, "My wife." And they're all like, "Huh? Ooh. Wife? I feel like it's ex-wife, not wife." Yeah. Have they not been? Did they not? These people not know each other. Well, it it would it's... appear that they do, so they would know he had a wife or an it's ex-wife. Like met each other for the first time. Yeah. It's, it's just weird, isn't it? It's just everything. <laughs> The storm's getting worse. They decide to close the restaurant to go home. Home alone, John Heard at this point, is drunk. He is drunk AF. He can barely stand up. So they're like, right, come on, drunky, let's go. And then you see all these like massive waves coming. Did you, did you not find it interesting that at some points it was fine outside, but it was raining when they were in the bar? And some points there were waves <laughs> like crashing everywhere outside, but in yep. the bar it seemed fine. Yeah. It's yeah. It's almost like they weren't. It's almost like they didn't have an effects budget. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot of the weather and rain was made through rain towers, fans, and digital. And I was like, was it really? You couldn't tell at all. Wow. You know, a really good way of making it look like there's going to be a tornado is just put a grey filter on everything, even when they're indoors. Exactly. Yeah. Put a grey filter. Put a grey filter on it. It's fine. Fooled. I, w- I was absolutely fooled. I was so fooled. <laughs> well, after I'd watched this film, I went online to obviously check if it was real because it was that realistic. I was worried yeah. there'd been a natural disaster in LA and I, I hadn't heard yet. And this was the first footage I'd seen. <laughs> it was real footage. <laughs> oh, God. Apparently, uh, apparently, Lindsay Lohan turned down the role of Nova. Wow. Yep. I think she should have accepted it. It would have been... And Terry Hatcher... She would have been perfect. Yeah. Terry Hatcher, Rebecca Romaine and Tiffany Thiessen were approached for Tara Reid's character before Tara Reid was wow. employed. Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher. I feel like she's in all the sequels as well, Tara Reid. Or, or a few is, of them. She? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She ends up being oh, like the face well. of the franchise, yeah. Can you imagine being the, the <clears throat> producers or whoever and the director part of this film writing the list of their, their ideal actors? They probably had, like, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> as Finn. Um, like, just the top. <laughs> Maybe Robert Pattinson, if Leonardo DiCaprio couldn't do it. Yeah. But, obviously, they were busy. But, so. you know, you've got to work with what you've got, haven't you? You know what I mean? You've got to see who's available in your your eighteen day window. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. So the closing up this uh, closing up this restaurant and getting out of there. Uh, the Nova is adamant that she's staying with him to help him out. I don't think she's got anywhere else to be right now. So, that's what she's doing. Then a shark gets flung into the bar. It begins. And they kill it with a pool cue, <laughs> because. Yeah, the yeah, kill it with yeah. a pool cue. 
if a shark can be flung through the window of a bar by a tornado, why not just use a pool cue? Because why not? Yeah, exactly. You've, you've started on a, a path that makes no sense, so just proceed <clears throat> further. Don't try and be sensible when nonsense. <laughs> yeah. <is a> fight. <laughs> crazy with crazy yeah so then at this point they're like maybe we should arm ourselves because of safety so george or john heard gets a stool they get a gun they get a bat they get all them kind of stuff and everyone's running out of the restaurant there's panic and chaos everywhere there's a big wheel nearby which starts to collapse because of the wind this wheel and uh yeah there's the shark's being thrown on the pier left, right and centre. She, basically Nova at this point, she's got the gun, so she just starts blasting. She's like, I'm going to shoot all these sharks. She's just, just going if, through. In, in reality, though, as a, a an aquatic animal, what harm can a shark on a pier do? Thing it, would it not just die anyway? Because it'd be on yeah, a pier yeah. with no water. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not really familiar with... The I mean, I wouldn't want to go near sharks, it because but... it might chomp me, but... Yeah. Like just just keep away from the sharks. If anything, what they should have been doing is trying to throw them back to sea. Yeah. In a sort of manner where they don't get chomped. But you know, whatever. Yeah. So there's absolute chaos. Everyone's screaming and falling down everywhere. They shoot another shark and then the big wheel comes off <gasps> and starts rolling oh. and squishes a guy. Just squishes him. He's gone. It just rolls. It just starts rolling. It just rolls rolls down. into this man. And squishes him. Poor guy. Quite <laughs> interesting that the tornado CGI is blood who knock over a Ferris wheel, but the people running around it doesn't seem that there's even a, a gust of wind. Oh yeah. That's a good yeah. point actually. <laughs> didn't didn't seem to damage anything else. Just a Ferris wheel. Just a Ferris wheel. Just a Ferris wheel. So so Santa Monica Pier is an absolute mess. Finn is sad because his business is a mess. And then he's like, I need to check on Claudia in April, which is his daughter and wife, which was Tara Reed before, who was annoyed at him. Waitress has nowhere better to go, so she tags along. Now it's raining. Uh, drunk George has had a nap in a car. Yeah. I don't know where I don't know where he went in all this, but he went and had a nap. So they all pile in this car and decide to go inland. So get away from the sea. It'll be a bit safer up there. So everywhere's starting to flood. It's windy. People are stranded everywhere um, and there's just chaos everywhere and they're driving through it. One thing about this, right, all the way through they were driving through this flood. They were driving really, really fast through this flood, right? That would flood your engine out in a second. You can go in a puddle that's slightly too deep and flood your engine out. So, like, when you're in waist-deep water driving at full speed... You're going to flood your engine out. So bearing in mind as well, this water's deep enough for sharks to swim in. Exactly. So you, your car would not work. When when they look out of the window, it seems like there's maybe like three or four inches of water on the ground. But there's... But the sharks are in it. Yeah. So, so yeah, so they they start to see these sharks and they're swimming. They're just swimming in this flood water. Swimming along the road. Then they start to... We get a we get a shark corner. Let's name the sharks. And she's like, "That's a tiger shark." And he's like, "How do you know?" And she's like, mm, just "Know what it is?" And it's just, there's <laughs> other head sharks. There's different types of shark. White, great white sharks, 
hammerhead sharks. Which I assume don't all coexist. Little, there was like little, little teeny tiny sharks. I don't know what they were, but there were little teeny tiny ones. Little little ones, yeah. Little ones, big ones, all the sharks. Then the sharks start to headbutt the car to try and get in to chomp the people in the car. Um, so they, they keep driving along and, and kind of avoid disaster. And then they get to Beverly Hills, where it is then revealed that George lives in Beverly Hills and is very, very rich, apparently. And they're like, what? How are you? What? What are you even on about? And he's like, well, I just come down to the restaurant because I like the view and I like to like socialise with people and stuff. And they're like, sense. what? So, <laughs> so then uh, they basically nearly crash the car at this point and... They have an argument with another guy because they're like driving through this sort of thin road and he's out out of his car like shouting, giving it all this. And they're like, get in your car. There's going to be a shark who's going to come and eat you. It's going to start raining sharks. And he's like, what? So they dri- they carry on driving along, but then there's a rear view, rear view mirror sort of shot where he looks and there's just fins just swimming towards him. It's just so many fins. So many up. sharks. How many Ran out of propane? No need to drive to the store when you can get propane delivery straight to your door with Cinch. C-Y-N-C-H. Cinch brings the tanks to you. It's easy and convenient propane home delivery. Here's how it works. Go to Cinch.com. That's C-Y-N-C-H dot com. Enter your zip code, select your delivery date, and drop off location. It's really that easy. Just set your used tank out for pickup the night before your delivery, and Cinch handles the rest. There's no ongoing commitment when you try Cinch, and they accept any and all tank brands for exchange. Not a Cinch customer yet? What are you waiting for? New customers can get their first propane tank exchange for just $10 with promo code TANK10 at checkout. That's C-Y-N-C-H dot com, promo code TANK10. Turn up the heat this summer with Cinch, ridiculously easy propane grill tank home delivery. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Visit cynch.com slash offer for details. In a rapidly changing world, people wonder more and more about where their food comes from and how it was grown. The farmers who grow America's corn understand how important this is and want to share the stories from our farms of how we are working to grow an incredible crop that can be an answer to sustainability questions and is grown by men and women who value the air, water, soil, and our natural resources just like you. To find out more about how corn farmers are working to feed and fuel a vibrant economy and healthy planet, visit ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. This so, tornado literally is made of sharks. Made of sharks. So they, they sort of keep driving because they're like, we've got to get to higher ground. We'll be safe there. They end up getting out of the car for some reason. I think, I don't know why they get out of the car, but they do. And uh, George is there with his stool, like yeah. ready to do something. But then he gets got by a wave of sharks. Wave just sweeps uh, and gets him. Well, when was the bit with the woman with the, the golden Labrador thing retriever in the car that couldn't she couldn't she'd locked her dog in the car. That might be and this bit, to yeah. Smash the window and save the dog. Yeah, I feel like this yeah. might have been it. Yeah, I liked that bit. But I he's liked the randomness of it. George didn't last long, but then I was um, like, to be fair, they probably couldn't afford him for a long time, so they killed him off. Just a, just a cameo, just yeah. to set the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, they're listening to the radio as they're driving up to the high point of Beverly Hills, 
There's a there's a sort of bit where they have to drive through waves and he times it like to drive through the waves and I was like, well, that would not happen. Like you would just get swept up, but you know whatever. Well, it was almost like water was pouring mm. down from like a like a giant bucket on the lane above them. Probably was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're listening to the radio as they're driving and, and this this Johnny person is like, sharks are falling from the sky, what is happening? This is insanity. They get to they get to the high point of Beverly Hills. A shark pops out of a drain pipe. Just swims out of a drain pipe. Just swims out, yeah. Just swims out of a drain um, pipe. So this means that the shark <clears throat> has been left by the tornado higher and it is has entered the drain pipe and is now swimming down out. towards the sea. Yeah, that so shark knows what's what. tornadoes just covered miles, <laughs> hundreds of square miles leaving yeah. sharks. <laughs> they get to April's house and they knock on. She is not happy to see him. She's like, why are you here? Just go away. We're absolutely he fine. He doesn't see the problem, and neither do I. He's like, nothing's nothing's happening here. There's no drama. Why Why are you here? Why are you here? But they're, they're, not, for, um, they're not for leaving. And she, she's, she sort of argues with him for ages, but then a shark actually, like, flies at them from somewhere. And they shoot it, and then she's like, oh, shit, well, you may as well come in then. So they all go in the house, and basically, like, April is like, I'm not moving, I'm not leaving the house, I don't know what, why you're here, like, just go away. The new boyfriend's there, so there's a bit of friction there between mm. him and Finn. Uh, as soon as he was in, I was like, he's definitely going to get you my shark within five minutes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so he says... What is it? Yeah, they they're all saying that they want to leave to this uh, to this boyfriend, and he's like, "We are not leaving." The Beverly Hills Emergency Services are second to none. <laughs> he actually says that. They kind of look outside at the swimming pool, and the sharks swimming in the swimming pool. So then they decide that they need to start going upstairs. In this meantime, though, the flood is coming to the house. The shark's in the house. The boyfriend gets chomped. And then but, like, does this mean that the water levels have risen so that it's it's just the pool has flooded into the house? Or are they saying that the ocean has come up to this level? Of I feel like pools? that's what they were trying to imply, but that doesn't make any sense. That but sounds, yeah, I don't know. frankly, hard to believe. But then, <laughs> so, why would that stop us? They're trying to save this guy, and then one of them's like, get its nose, because apparently if you punch him on the nose, that's meant to, like... Very sensitive on the nose, ...deter them. I always wonder if that's true or not, but I wouldn't like to test it out, to be honest. You've got a limited window to test it out. I feel like, if anything, it's just going to piss it off even more, because you've just punched it in the face. But, you know, whatever. So then, uh... They're fighting with a shark while the wife and daughter just scream. They just scream. They don't do anything. Uh, they don't go upstairs. That's the they thing. kind they of go, go half upstairs, upstairs but don't fully go yeah. upstairs. Just go upstairs. Just go upstairs. Dry up there. Yeah. Then they shoot it a million times and it's dead. And then I'm sure somebody says somebody says something like it looks like it's time of the month or something. And I'd, I feel like I heard that, but I'm not entirely sure whether that happened. And I was yeah. like, what? Did that happen? I the don't know. The thing with this film is it's like it's like when. When they try and make a joke in the script, it's not funny. But yeah. the rest of the film is hilarious. 
Yeah. But as soon as they make a joke, it's not funny. No, I was just like, what is happening? Just don't try and make jokes in this one. Just play it completely straight and it will be hilarious. Yeah. So then they decide that they need to go to the desert to get the brother who is in Tampa. And then they're like, what? And he's like, you've got a son as well? And he's like, oh yeah, I've got a son. So he's in the desert, we need to go get him. And they were like, what? Finn is like 45 and he's got a son who looks about 39. 39, yeah. So they decide to make a break for it to the car. Finn stays and attacks the shark. And then they're all in the car. And then they just watch the house collapse. Just like a, a... It just collapses on itself because you know the old like, houses just like foil pieces of foil in the just, wind. Just, like yeah. Um, so yeah. but then but then it's the only one that collapses. The other houses are fine. It's just that one. Yeah. Just that one house. Um, the daughter's watching a tiny little portable TV and watching the news, and then basically they're saying, "Well, I thought earthquakes and zombies were more likely than sharks in a tornado or whatever." But no but apparently not. Apparently the flooded house was shot in a, in a set which was put in a pool and it was very, very cold. I bet. So they decide that they need to go get Matt, the mysterious son that no one knew he had. Yep. Uh, they have they have a, a sort of spousal argument and he's like, you care more about others than the family. And They're driving along and they see a school bus full of kids that are stranded. So he's like, we've got to help them because Finn feels the need. And she's like, you help everyone else apart from your family. Did you notice that from the outside, there wasn't really any, any children in the school bus, but on the inside, it was full of It was of full, full of, of kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the school bus was filmed over several days. I feel like this was one of the things that took the longest to shoot. Mm. The guy who plays Finn... Is it Ian Zeerling Zier, or, or something like that? He did a lot of his own repelling oh, as part of the stunt. Yeah, yes. Impressive. And the bus driver who was in there wrote some of the songs for the soundtrack. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, multitask. Why not? Why not multitask? Yeah. So he... Yeah, so they're on this bridge looking down at this at this school bus. So he basically repels down from this bridge and opens the back door and then does the standard sort of shit hero line. He's like, need a lift? <laughs> like, oh, God, I'd have pushed him into the sea. So then uh, they start lifting kids up to the bridge and there's one of them who is kicking all over the place. And I'm like, why are you doing that? You're just making it more yeah. difficult for them to pull you up. Oh, yeah. And then it cuts to all the kids on the bridge because you don't want to see all that. And then it's the driver who's left. And he's like, I hate sharks. I'm from Wyoming. Which I don't know what difference that makes. But yeah, I'm assuming it's an inland place, Wyoming. I believe so. Cuts to a shark on the roof. And he's basically trying to like take this guy up to the bridge. The shark bites onto the rope. But <laughs> so, how does this shark launch itself out of from a bus five inches of water high enough to jump? And Could sharks chomp. do that anyway? Out of the can sharks launch themselves out of the ocean like this? I don't think they do that, really, do they? Never mind no. five inches of water. If it was dolphins, I'd find that more believable. But I don't know. 
I don't really know enough about sharks. This, for <laughs> all I know about sharks, this film could be entirely accurate. <laughs> we'll go with it. It's entirely accurate. In this, in this sort of meantime, where they're going up, the rope is starting to fray at the top. So he cuts one loose and sends the shark flying back to the flood. And then uh, they get up to the bridge safely and it's all good. Then the sky starts to clear and they're like, oh, maybe it's finished. But then there's ominous wind, which would suggest otherwise. Then uh, this wind picks up big time, takes the Hollywood sign up and they all have to like dive out of the way of the Hollywood sign and they're fine. It's so good. And then... And then the driver's like, my mum always told me that Hollywood would kill me. And then he gets smushed by the sign. It's so good. They see that there's the start of tornadoes over the ocean that are starting. And and they're sort of saying that like water's getting sucked up from the tornadoes. Does that happen? I don't know. You did geography. You did geography. Did you not do weather? Yeah, Fairly sure it doesn't happen. <laughs> it, I mean, it could. I think you can get like water spouts and stuff out over open water, but I'm not sure yeah. what happens out over LA. Maybe not to that extreme, yeah. Maybe, perhaps not. And the sharks, definitely not. <laughs> so they uh, they get in the car to get away, the people who are left, and there's a shark on the roof and it bites through the roof and bites Finn's hand and then they shotgun the shark but then realise that they've been shooting and carrying on in this car and it's got a leak so then they're like shit we have to get out of this car because that's petrol they all leave and the car explodes this is the first explosion of many explosions many many explosions so then they get to a shop but they try and ring somebody like anyone can solve this and they're like well the phone's dead so you can't and then they start watching the news on the tv and they're saying that these there's these storms it's like the apocalypse and then and then this guy who owns the shop starts talking about like conspiracy theories and stuff and he's like, I think it's a government, the government have done it. And He's the kind of person who said that coronavirus was caused by 5G, basically. I think 5G is more likely to cause the shark thing. Yeah. Like maybe the sharks were caused by like whatever 5G version was at the time, like 2 g Maybe. And he was like, know. yeah, they know all my moves and... And, and all this lot and then for some reason states that he likes pepper jack cheese I don't know what that's got to do with anything but he likes pepper jack cheese so they're looking at these water spouts that are basically full on tornadoes at this point and there's three of them so then they're like right well our car exploded so we need another car and they see a sign across from the shop saying movie car rentals so they're like aha that's Perfect. where we will go Nova wraps up Finn's hand and then, it's really not that bad. Yeah, considering he got chomped by a shark, it's pretty good. So they get into this car from this movie rental thing and absolutely speed off at full pelt and then the police start to pursue them. And I was like, do you not have anything better to do at this point than pursue someone who is speeding? There's fucking chaos everywhere. Like, that is the yeah. least of your worries. Well... It's the yeah, least it of your worries. Up, does it? Because if you imagine how bad it is for Finn and his friends, imagine what's going on in the rest of LA. Exactly. Imagine the entire population of LA is being besieged and by I think, sharks. I think maybe speeding's probably not on your radar <laughs> at this point. Yeah. But this guy really wants to get him. So they're trying to get away from this policeman and realise that this, this weird sort of jeep car 
has a turbo function on it. So they press that and zoom off and lose the police. And then they arrive at the airport and they're looking at these tornadoes now and they are huge. Like they're full on massive watery messes. It's terrible. They go into this aircraft hangar and look around and there's all these like little biplanes and stuff like that. And then they close it up just to be on the safe side. They find Matt and sort of the group of other people hiding in a cupboard. They nearly shoot their heads off because they think it's something else. And then basically they recap the film to the group who has been hiding in the cupboard. It's like, well, we could do a recap as well because it, it is, it's, tr- it's hard to keep track, isn't it? Yeah. That's true. So that was handy, yeah. So we got a little recap. And then uh, a woman, the woman who's with like Matt and his group gets sucked through. What I wrote is, gets sucked through a roof window. And I was like, a roof window? And I was like, a skylight? Skylight. A skylight, not a roof window, but now they roof are being called works, roof window. Though, and it, and we know what you mean. Roof a roof window. window. Yeah. yeah. So they all hide in the cupboard now. They're like, we're getting back in this cupboard because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> it looks to have passed then. So they're like, oh, it looks to have passed. Because what I thought was going to happen is they were going to come out and they were in the eye of it. Yeah. But that didn't happen. Yeah, when it goes, the calm. Yeah. yeah. But that didn't happen. Then they're like, oh, there's a helicopter. And then we're like, no, we need to stay and fight and we need to arm ourselves. And then uh, Nova, otherwise known as Shotgun Betty, blasts <laughs> open the door. She just blasts everything. She's like, I've got a gun, I'm going to blast everything. Blasts the door open. Another sort of random twist in this, I don't know how it happened, but it escalates to, we're going to put a bomb in this tornado. I don't know how they came to that conclusion. It, it- well, it'll blow it out. I literally, I was like, "Have I missed yeah. part of this film?" Because I don't know, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, no, I. That's that's probably the best thing that they could do. At this I point. mean, it's, it's really the only thing to do. It's the only thing to do, isn't it? Just to go up in a helicopter. <laughs> so bearing in mind this tornado is strong enough that it's raised sharks and is keeping them elevated. Yeah, so you're gonna fly the up to a will tornado be able to get through yeah. and put a bomb in it. Yeah. So the daughter has it out with Finn and she's like saying about like, oh, you're best friends with Matt and you're never there for me and and all this stuff. And then he basically says, well, I came for you first. So think on that. And then I was like, that's not good. You're not meant to have favourite children. Like, no, it's bad. But, you know, whatever. Then it's Nova and Matt that are chatting with each other. And he notices the scar on her leg and he's like, what's the crack with that scar? So then she decides that she's going to tell the story. She's like, when I was seven, we hit a reef in a life raft. And I think she had to like be put in like a sort of buoyancy aid while they got saved. In this meantime, she got bit by a shark and the shark killed her granddad. So she hates sharks. She's got a vendetta against them. So Didn't she say something like six people went into water and only I came out or something? Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. Traumatic time. Traumatic but I was like, it was definitely always going to be a shark bite. Like, mm. whatever yeah. she... What did she say? I think she says at first, like, she cut her leg shaving or something. And that's what it was. Something weird like that. That's quite the serious razor. Yeah. So then we get a bomb in a wheelbarrow, which is getting sent to the helicopter. 
the Aussie's like, do not do this. This is a terrible idea. So he takes some of the bombs and puts them in the car because he's got a plan yeah. B. Apparently the band, the band who do the songs for this are named Quint, which is a nod to Jaws. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, and it had a it had a one night theatrical release. How cool wow. is that? Yeah, I know. So, so some lucky people got to see it at the cinema. To be honest, I think I'd have had a right time watching it. At I would the cinema. Have really enjoyed watching this at the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so Aussie guy's in the car and he's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "You look after your family, Finn. Don't you worry about me. It'll be fine." So then Nova and Matt go into the helicopter and I was like, Matt has not been in this film for three quarters of it and now all of a sudden he's the hero in it and he's going in the helicopter. All right then. You know what line? Andrew? So they were, they were all getting to the helicopter and um, he's like, oh, I don't know if it'll work. It's, it's pretty beat up. And he looks at it for a second and he's like, you know what? It'll work. Yeah. So it's pretty beat up because obviously it's been a major tornado of sharks. And stuff. Two, it it'll work. One panel near the tail of the helicopter. You know what? It'll work. It'll be fine. Definitely. God. Yeah, so they they get into it and then there's sharks flying around in this tornado that you can see. And then uh, they, they're kind of like flying up into the, like next to the tornado. And then she says, we're going to need a bigger chopper. And I was like, oh, <sighs> come on, stop ripping off jaws, man. Like, you're not jaws. <laughs> Just let it go. Yeah, in this meantime, the Aussie is getting the car all bombed up right nice and ready for his plan B. So we get to Tornado 1. They throw a bomb in it. It's gone. It's cleared. It's fine. But the only problem with this is that when it ends, the sharks fly through the air at everybody, which are weirdly still alive. They've been exploded. They've been exploded, but they're still alive. They're still fine, yeah. Then Finn gets a chainsaw and cuts one in half because it basically, like, it's flying directly towards him and he just chops it in half. It's really good. Chops it in half, dead easy. That's the way to do it, yeah. Then they're kind of shooting at them as they fly through the air. It was like playing an episode of Duck Hunt on the Nintendo, (laughs) like Super Nintendo. Like, they were just, like, picking them off in the air. The, uh, The Aussie gets bit again... Again. Did he get... Did he die? I can't remember, actually. I sort of lost track. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think he might have done. But he's left the legacy of his car that's full mm. of bombs. Then they end up going up to... Um, it looks like a retirement home or something, I think. Yeah. Um, and they're like, everyone get out of the pool! And there's people watching the news inside and there's this tornado tearing through the city and it's absolute chaos. And they're all just there in the home like... Looks pretty bad. They're having a beautiful time. Some of them are in the pool. Yeah, they have a beautiful time. Yeah. Then Tornado 2 they get to and again, throw the bomb in it and it's gone. But then you get sharks flying everywhere. One gets electrified because it gets chucked against the uh, the power lines and it that gets electrified. Shark. I know. A guy gets chomped. A load of sharks fall into this pool of the old people's area. The retirees are panicking because some of them have Zimmer frames and they can't move very fast. Because yeah. I was oh, like, they yeah. are not going to get there in time. <laughs> the old old guy in the pool, when the shark came in, he started to leave the pool and he reached out to the lady on the side and pulled her in. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Yeah. 
brutal, brutal. Awful. That's terrible. They're all panicking. Um, and then he goes, Finn goes to his plan of dumping kerosene into the pool and setting it on fire. That's such a good plan. It's weird because I watched, I started watching Mythbusters yesterday because I found it on Amazon Prime and I've never actually watched a full episode of it. I don't know why. Me neither, yeah. But I love it. It's great. And the first one was a myth of a guy who was sat on a toilet and there was some sort of explosive material in it, like they dumped something in the toilet. And he had a lit cigarette and dropped it and then basically got blown off the toilet. So they were basically trying to pour like gasoline and stuff into this toilet and set on fire and it was really really hard to do so yeah there you go there we are but he manages to explode this pool they uh they put the bomb into the third tornado but this is a massive massive tornado like compared to the other ones there's loads of there's loads of fire and in this meantime, all the retirees are watching this and then uh, Finn's like, my son's up there and, and one of them's like, oh, I bet you're proud. And he's like, yes, so yes, I proud. am. Yes, I am. But it didn't work. So they're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? Then uh, they try and start again with another bomb. They're going to try again. But then a shark chomps onto like the legs of the helicopter. There's a bit of a struggle and she ends up falling out of the helicopter into a shark's mouth which is terrible it's it's awful when that happens and then and then matt's like no (laughs) i love it so dramatic and uh so he's all on his own now the helicopter's spinning out so he decides to land this helicopter yeah they try and get everyone away from the windows for safety at this old people's home. There's fires, there's chaos everywhere, it's terrible. So Finn decides that he's going to finish it and takes the plan B car to the third tornado. And there's like this sort of road where it sort of goes uphill and there's a bend and it comes back round. Yeah. It almost looks like the chicane in uh, Monaco for the... Uh, yeah, it's weird. He basically sets these bombs going driving towards it and then basically he hops out of the car presses the nitro button so it speeds off into the tornado he jumps out and then basically there is a massive explosion because you can't have enough explosions you just can't (laughs) you just can't just spend your budget effects on explosions so then uh that seems to work and the tornado dissipates, but then it's raining sharks. And this one's like more sharks because it was a massive tornado. Uh, one is flying right for his daughter and he's like, no, knocks her out of the way and then basically dives into the shark's mouth. So heroic. With a chainsaw. Yeah. And then uh, you're kind of like, oh, he might be dead. The shark's on the floor. But then you hear the chainsaw and it... And it's him, like, cutting his way out. But it's for a long time. It's for a really long time. It's hard to believe that he was able to manoeuvre and and use the chainsaw inside a shark. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the the chainsaw exhaust didn't cause any... Like, it's just impressive. It did take a while. It did take a while. So he finally cuts a hole through the shark and then he climbs out of it like... uh, Frank from It's Always Sunny when he hides in the sofa. (laughs) 
or Ace Ventura when he's like trying to get out of that fake rhino. Oh, he's in that rhino thing. Yeah, it yeah. reminded me of that as well. <laughs> so he gets out and then he drags out Nova as well because as it happened, it was the same shark that she fell into before. What are the chances? That's that's so lucky. That's so lucky. I know, right? So lucky, yeah. Then, uh, so then Matt gives us CPR. She's alive. She's not dead. She survived. She's absolutely fine. Coughs up some water. water. But I was like, you were in a shark. Why would you have water in there? Because sharks don't eat water. Maybe the shark had been drinking water. the water from the tornado. Maybe. Maybe it was just like swimming with its mouth open. <laughs> just collecting water in it. Yeah, so she coughs up water. And then looks at him and goes, I really hate sharks. It's terrible. (laughs) And then the sun's coming through the clouds. And they're all looking at it and they're like, oh, it's so nice. It's great. And then uh, Matt's like, what's your real name, Nova? And she's like, it's Jenny. (laughs) And it's like, nice to meet you, Jenny. And then the film ends by saying, Finn, which I loved. (laughs) Ends with a fin. Ends with a fin. I loved it. Yeah, so, yeah, mm. Fiend as the end. I love it. It made me laugh. Just Fiend, Fiend. That's it. Yeah. And then there's some kind of jazzy tune at the end, which I assume is the uh, guy from the bus wrote it, maybe. But I'm not sure. But yeah, that's that's that. Overall, it's it's not the best film in the world, but it's highly enjoyable. It's very enjoyable. It's yeah. good when you watch it with other people, yeah. which at the moment is perhaps hard to do. Yeah, that's it. I think a group watch is, is probably a good a good way to enjoy it. Okay. If we can ever do it eventually. So, well, yeah, not long. Not yeah. long now. Overall review, I'd give it a four because it is terrible, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. It's really, it's really, really bad, but... Yeah, you enjoy it. It's so enjoyable. I suppose it's fulfilled its purpose as a film. If you had yeah. a film that was amazing, script, acting, editing, everything, but you didn't yeah. enjoy it, that's it. What's yeah. the point? Exactly. Yeah. I'd say go probably a two because there is like people being chomped by sharks, but it's not that gory really. It's a bit of CGI blood, not really. and no. that's probably it. Humor is a four because. Yeah, it's pretty absolutely. funny unless they're trying to be funny and in which case it's not that funny yeah. <laughs> which doesn't even make sense but yeah. here we are but yes i think it is good we need to uh cover some more asylum films i think i think so i think so ghost shark gotta do ghost shark oh, shark the magic cave with the magic cave Magical yeah cave. definitely yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, next week, we're going to go into oldie, worldie, gothic horror. So we're going to do Guillermo del Toro's Crimson Peak. Mm. Oh, I've never even heard of that. Have you not? It's very good. Oh, I've heard of Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Sorry about the pronunciation. Yeah, Yeah, it's his sort of like take on gothic horror. I feel like he's not not kind of, he's not sort of a full-on horror director but he's also very horror adjacent like he's it's always do you know what i mean yeah yeah like um pan's labyrinth that guy with the eye hands yeah. he's fucking terrifying Ugh. i've not seen that either but I'm, i believe it you'll have seen that guy 
with the yeah, yeah yeah oh you could not see that guy yeah yeah he's he's very creepy played by oh, that keep me busy this week Doug, Doug Jones I think it is mm. Mm. who also played Billy in Hocus Pocus I also haven't seen Hocus Pocus oh my god we need to do that for Halloween no. so good but I've seen the Indiana Jones like 15 times <laughs> to make up for Goonies <laughs> yeah so yeah so for next week watch crimson peak in the meantime we are on facebook at wonderful and strange we are on twitter at wns horror pod and we are also on the emails at wonderful and strange at hotmail.com and we've also got a buy me a coffee if anyone would like to keep us caffeinated during these shoots (laughs) it's always well received certainly is yeah that's that everyone have a good week and stay safe everybody Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. 
Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well... GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.